Alright, welcome back to Talking Taker. This is episode lucky number 13 of our encyclopedic exploration, digging up the career of the WWE's greatest creation. We want to thank you for joining us for yet another round of Dead Man Talking. My name is Alex Dorio. I am joined once again by my tag team partner and martial arts expert extraordinaire, Travis White. How you doing there, buddy? Oh, just tightening up my black belt here. <laughs> Not at all, ladies and gentlemen, but that's thrown in there because old Chuck Norris is a special enforcer in this match. Spoiler alert for those of you who don't know. Oh, man, some good stuff to come here in some this match. great stuff to come here. Survivor Series 1994. <laughs> we are closing out another year of the undertaker's career uh we are going through uh, in case you don't realize now now episode 13 we're going through every pay-per-view match of the undertaker uh, one match at a time going in deep uh, on all these matches so that we are at survivor series 1994 and like we said we'll we're uh, this will be the Last year that we can run through really quickly. After this, we're going to start having more and more pay-per-views every year. Going to extend the journey a little bit more. But this wraps up a year where Undertaker has been really the focal point of the WWF. Yeah, he's been in the main event uh, three times, uh, three different yeah. pay-per-views. And uh, just really, really shining a spotlight on how he is the, the cornerstone He's not the champion at any point. Uh, Bret Hart is, and, and briefly Yokozuna, they're the champions. But um, it just goes to show that Undertaker is the main attraction uh, at all of these shows. Yeah, absolutely. Which we mentioned that, you know, a couple episodes ago, just about how he doesn't need that anymore. You know, Vince just builds, he's, you know, he's, a, he's the attraction match, which he'll definitely go on to become at WrestleMania. You know, that's almost like the main event match at WrestleMania. You know, years down the road. So yeah, I think it's really cool. He really is the focal point of it all. Even when he was away for eight months, right? Um, coming back and main eventing, main event SummerSlam, main event in here at Survivor Series. Um, yeah, not the um, not the world champion, but main eventing. It kind of reminds me of like when uh, CM Punk was world champ forever, and John Cena kept main eventing all the pay-per-views because mm-hmm. uh, we knew who the real focal point was. Of, exactly. Uh, yeah. So, um, but anyway. And we're going to wrap up this year uh, as we started it with a rematch from Royal Rumble 1994. We are at Undertaker versus Yokozuna in yet another casket match to close out the year with a very special added stipulation of a guest <laughs> troubleshooting enforcer. You know, we said Undertaker is the star here, but the real star of the show is Chuck Norris coming in to referee on the outside and prevent the shenanigans of Royal Rumble 94 from occurring. Mm. Well, yeah, because maybe if if we'd have known back in January, maybe Undertaker should have brought Chuck Norris with him there, and he could have won the match. Because, yeah, 10 guys interfered, and no one from the back helped him. Right. No one from his Survivor Series team well, last year helped him or anything. No. So now we've got... You know, not a not a fellow WWE employee, WWF employee, but Chuck Norris, Walker, Texas Ranger himself. Yeah. Uh, so this would be, you know, for 
younger listeners, I don't know if you're out there, if we have any really younger listeners, but this was definitely pre the whole Chuck Norris meme, Chuck Norris oh, jokes, yeah. all that sort of stuff. I mean, Chuck Norris he was, was legit. Yeah, he was a legit television and movie star. Yeah. Uh, the, the when he gets announced here, he's called unquestionably one of the premier movie stars in the world today. I don't wouldn't go that far, but he was on this show, Walker Texas Ranger, which I looked it up. It ran for eight years uh, on CBS. It I didn't was miss an episode, <laughs> not one. <laughs> I'm I'm not lying. Oh I've man. It used to come on before Raw too, the reruns yeah. of it. Uh, it. It was a top forty show when this Survivor Series came out. Uh, but the next year, it went to the top twenty shows on TV. So you know, Ooh, nice. Walker got the Undertaker boost uh, for the he next <laughs> for next season. Uh, he, yeah, <laughs> I mean he he did have some successful movies and and other successful TV shows. Uh, my big connection was I had a Chuck Norris action figure from his cartoon series. I used to have Saturday morning cartoons, so I had a Chuck Norris action figure. And he was my main event guy in my action figure federation. Because before the action figures that we have now, or even in the late 90s, WWF just had the Hasbro figures. Yeah. Which I wasn't a big fan of because they didn't have a lot of points of articulation they didn't move a lot they just could do a couple things so i had the hasbro ring but what i did is i got my my wrestling federation that i did storylines with were x-men and ninja turtles power rangers batman and chuck norris Norris, he was like my kevin nash i love kevin i love diesel so i made chuck norris kind of like a diesel character he held the title a bunch of times he eventually retired to the commentary booth but uh (laughs) So so I was stoked when uh, Chuck Norris was announced for the troubleshooting referee. And, uh, oh, so if and does he troubleshoot? Oh, does he? And if oh, you're out there it. wondering if Chuck Norris cuts promos on Yokozuna, then you better believe Chuck Norris cuts promos on Yokozuna leading up to this. Yokozuna, don't get out of line because I'm going to be watching your every move. Um, it's definitely a time and place uh, thing, man. It takes, it takes, it takes me back to being... Eight years old, and like I said, I didn't miss an episode. Of I did not know that about you. Uh, well, it was—I would just watch it with my parents. They'd watch it, you know. I would walk in the room and see it, you know. Yeah. But, I mean, I probably—I may have missed one or two, but you know, for the most part, it was a religious experience. We just sit there and watch it. <laughs> I think it was Saturday night. That's so weird. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like that was a big family night. Like it used to be a big TV night. night. Yeah, and so I think it was Saturday night. I remember getting out of church the next day and stuff. But I think anyway, so too. Um, yeah, big fan, big fan. This is before all the memes and the Chuck Norris, you know, can slam a revolving door jokes and all those types of things. So. Dude, can you imagine if Bobby Heenan and Jerry Lawler were on commentary <laughs> and just <laughs> letting loose on Chuck Norris memes? Uh, it would have been great. That would have been awesome. It would have been awesome. Uh, but here we are, Thanksgiving Eve, which I have a special note here. This is the last Thanksgiving Eve Survivor Series. This Interesting. Final one. So, yeah. So, that's, I mean, 94, that's, I thought that's kind of early from the end on Thanksgiving Eve. I guess this next year, I guess they, it really heated up with the Monday Night Wars and stuff, though. So, I yeah. guess they just really kicked into gear and needed them on Sunday nights and stuff. So, because they were really battling WCW starting in 95. So, 
Um, but yeah, this is the last one on Thanksgiving Eve, and this is uh, November twenty third, ninety four, from San Antonio, in the sh- in the shadow of the Alamo. Oh yeah, and they they go all in on the Texas oh, theme. Yes. <laughs> We've got Vince McMahon. We've had musical commentary chairs uh, this year, oh, yeah. so this one is Vince McMahon and Gorilla Monsoon, which is okay. You're missing the the uh, heel uh, color commentary guys. Right. So you get two two babyface guys, but two professionals two two great commentators so you know it, it's fine uh a little bit different on commentary but they, they are in their bolo ties and cowboy hats it's <laughs> so good yeah they don't they do stuff that, like that, that anymore. shirt that the shirt that they the shirt that gorilla has on i would see i could see on like the cover of a garth brooks album you know <laughs> absolutely it's so good it's great it's fantastic and not to mention the folks in the crowd oh yeah also look like that <laughs> oh yeah and uh the poster for this show is great too. With it the, like, is. silhouettes, the four guys, and Undertaker like cutting his eyes at him, and it's it's really good. So. I want that framed. Oh, I, I would love that. to have that. If any one of our listeners has that, please tweet a picture of up for us. So we'd love to see that. So, um, yeah, but the, here's Undertaker resumes his rivalry with Yokozuna again. Another casket match. Did did you recall them even mentioning the Undertaker match? No. I went back and rewound even before the match started. I cannot. They didn't mention. I don't they think just said so. He returned. They, <clears throat> they talk about, and by they I mean Vince and Gorilla talk about how he um he returned. You know, from his match. You know, at Royal Rumble, he returned to SummerSlam, and ever since his return, he's been hot on the heels, avenging his loss to Yokozuna, which I, there was a whole summer buildup for him and the right. Faker right. that they just completely ignore. So I guess they really, you know, as we mentioned in our last podcast, it really wasn't the greatest thing ever, the story. So I guess Vince just wanted, chose to, you know, like he does sometimes nowadays, is, well, we just won't mention it, fans will forget about it. So. Right. Hey. Which back then was probably easier to forget about than nowadays. Yeah. I, I rewound it. I didn't I didn't hear them even mention that he fought the fake Undertaker or DiBiase's involvement with it. I mean, DiBiase comes into play later on and stuff, but... um. As far as that whole SummerSlam match, they didn't mention who was against. They just said he's come back and he's been on Yokozuna's, you know, trail ever since, basically. So the less um, said, the better, probably yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, 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 for but, sure. You know, as far as you know, I'm a big proponent of this storytelling aspect, and we talk about how it's different. You know, chapters of, of the of the the book of the Undertaker, and they just kind of chose to um, heavily edit that chapter, <laughs> rewrite it, <laughs> white it out. So. And I don't think they really did a, a whole lot of build for this match that I could mm-hmm. see. I, I tried to go back, uh, didn't have a lot of time, but I looked at a couple of the Raws leading up to this. Apparently they did a whole tour, house show tour of these mas- matches, casket show, casket matches between Taker and Yoko. Yeah, they actually advertised that. it on TV. That was the main event. Oh, wow. They just showed a promo of Undertaker talking about the heart attack tour he's going to take on yokozuna uh and casket matches and uh i think they did they yeah obviously they shoved the chuck norris promos and built it up as the big <laughs> undertaker's revenge um thing but there wasn't a whole lot of storyline build. yokozuna hadn't been doing much around this time and he no. takes an extended break after this except, match as well except eating he's a big man he's very he's bigger big. than he was at um at Ro- Royal Rumble, and they mentioned he's like 523 pounds or something, but then the whole entire match, Vince is like, he's over 600 pounds, I'm like, you need, like, which is it, either way, 500 or 600, they're both fat, but 
He's definitely lost a step since. Oh, you know, we mentioned at Royal Rumble they come out of the gate swing. It's a great yeah. big man match. It's high octane. Um, not so much here. So yeah, I wanted to I talk put, about that too. The, yeah, I put the blame on him, not Undertaker. So, he's um, he's clearly slowed down a good yeah. bit, and I mean he's he's trying, but yeah, he yeah. he's he's lost a step, and, and it's only been ten months since we since we watched him last, and it's it's a little bit sad to see. Oh yeah, but, sure. We'll get into that uh, a bit. Like we said, Chuck Norris gets announced. He's standing ovation. Standing ovation. <laughs> Pyro, huge yeah. entrance. Oh, Dude, that was a ton of. That was like, the, that was like a Monday Nitro opening. Yeah. Like, it was so much Pyro. It was great. That's why they don't have any nowadays. They wasted it all back then. <laughs> Apparently, there was also a a Paul Bearer lookalike contest before the show. <laughs> yes. He, the winner is in the crowd. Uh, he's not as good as the guy from, oh God, what show was it? It was a the outdoor th- one, right? No, I one think it was. Uh, I think it was Survivor Series '92. Yeah, there was a lookalike contest cosplayer. Yeah, I can't remember what match that was that we mentioned that earlier. But that guy, that, the first cosplayer we ever mentioned, was fantastic. This guy's not quite as good, but he still looks great. I mean, he still looks looks you know better than I would have done. Oh, we're definitely if we ever do a live show, we're definitely having a, a Paul Bearer lookalike contest <laughs> yeah. before the show. Well, that, oh, for sure to get in. <laughs> yeah, that's how you get in. Yeah, hundred percent. Have to look like Paul Bearer. That has to happen. <laughs> uh, then Undertaker's entrance is pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, yeah. I said that I, I mentioned made a note that the crowd's back for popping huge for him. You know that SummerSlam main event. They were good to see, happy to see him, and happy when he won. But um, there was definitely you know. It was a little lackadaisical because the match was what it was, but they pop huge. But he's got a cemetery on his Titantron video now, yeah, which was kind of cool to see. You know, he has that and <clears throat> thunder and lightning again, and Paul Bearer pushes out the swanky new double deep, double wide, double thick <laughs> casket, um, <laughs> and it's got the big old Ico Pro giant uh, injected urn sitting on top of it. Again. Well, they had something too I'd never seen before. It was that the video screen like? Split parted. open, parted ways yeah. uh, for Which him WCW to come out. Which WCW was still in 1999. Remember when they redid yeah, the set? Yeah, that's. Yeah. I didn't think about that. Stole that. So yeah, and in fact, when the when the um, video screen parts, I think Vince said something like, "I've never seen this before." So <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he also, oh, as Undertaker's coming out, Gorilla Monsoon says, "Possibly the greatest force in the universe." <laughs> He's talking about Undertaker. The greatest force in the entire universe, man. That's just that is putting him over hard. Yeah, I wrote that down too. That's gorilla. It was great. And then Vince talks. uh, It was either Vince or Gorilla. And many in this capacity crowd holding the lighters, signifying the eternal flame of the Undertaker. Yeah. (laughs) Trying to get Uh, that over. Not quite working. There were like two lighters in the crowd. (laughs) Yeah, there were about yeah. Two, somewhere between two and nine. <laughs> Not the same as Bray Wyatt's Fireflies. Our, yeah, it wasn't like that. So, but um, anyway, he tried to turn that into something. So, but um, yeah. So getting into the match, I mean, he gets a good entrance, and he's back in, still in the purple and black again. Uh, I wrote he's got a fresh tattoo though. Um, his on his right arm, it goes up even higher up into his shoulder now. He didn't have it at SummerSlam. Yeah, um, because I, I thought... they tried to match Brian Lee's tattoos with him, and they it, it stopped like his elbow. But now he's got an even more fresh tattoo. So just little doesn't mean anything, but we're just noticing, you know, how he's changing and evolving and stuff. So I thought um, it looked like more, but I wasn't yeah hundred percent sure. Yeah, it was for sure. 
So <clears throat> start he does a throat slash, you know, and points at the casket, and Yokozuna freaks out and falls on his butt. He so. bumps off a throat <laughs> slash. That's my favorite part <laughs> yeah. of the whole match right oh, there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I loved that. Yeah. I don't think I've so, ever seen that before. That was amazing. Yeah, my favorite part of the match is coming up, and it's also – has nothing to do with an actual bump, but I'll okay. tell you what that is. Okay. Yeah, that was a great bump too. He just falls on his butt, and the crowd uh, loves it. They pop. Really yeah, huge. it was hilarious. Again, so much can be said with nothing, you know. Right. Especially nowadays, it's so much fast pace and high spots, and athleticism is fantastic. But even that little spot, as hokey and dumb as it is, it got the crowd off their feet. You it know? did. Like, or on their feet. Excuse me, not off their feet. On their feet. Um, but he's scared. He's selling that he's scared again because all fat guys have a fear of caskets, right? You know, um, so he's scared. And but this, uh, they go outside and he hits his uh, Undertaker hits his face on the steps and he starts stalking Yokozuna and mm-hmm. um, they're back in the ring. It's kind of kind of plotting match, you know. But that's just kind of Undertaker's style back then, you know. Um, he uh, he just kind of walks around, and stalks people, you know. Um, but they get a, they do all. It's cool, which gets a big pop again. And this is where my favorite part of the whole match Okay. Is. The camera zooms in on Paul Bear. He's, like, looking at the urn, making faces in it, and going, like, whoa, yeah. And the camera just zooms in on him looking in the urn. And, like, I just laughed out loud watching it. I couldn't control myself. And I just wrote down best part of the whole match. And I, I was really, like, Three minutes into the match, <clears throat> and that's my favorite part, and it will remain my favorite part <laughs> to the end. It was so funny. And you talk about production. How did that camera guy just happen to be there? Because you know he wasn't <laughs> planning that. It's just like he was there, and he just zooms in on Paul Bear. Just knows his nose is in the giant urn. He's yeah. just shaking his head back and forth, going, "Ooh, yeah!" It's it, so fun. You can see the reflection of it because it's like polished, yeah. unlike the the other urn was. So. I wrote down, Paul Bear is a national treasure. Uh, <laughs> he's just, it is, he, he, I said he's like a, uh, he's like a bored kid at a little league game. Like when you're in the outfield and you just like play with your glove or like throw your glove up in there. Like Paul Bear is just staring at himself in the urn, making faces. Just <laughs> The camera guy's right there for it. Yeah. Which they go back Kevin... to him doing it again later on. It's, yeah. It's great. Which means Kevin Dunn's in the production truck choosing to look at that like choosing that camera and go yes. go to camera seven like he chooses that you know so props to kevin dunn for his uh, production yeah <laughs> anyway oh it's hard to contain myself now that was my favorite part of the whole match so. oh man that, that was great too uh, at one big point big samoan, uh, samoan drop from yokozuna after that yeah yeah um yoko also gets he gets whipped uh, to the casket, he like puts on the brakes and yeah, stops yeah. at the ropes, and then gets chopped onto the casket, and he doesn't realize he's on the casket. And it's just all this sort of stuff. Uh, you know, Yokozuna, he's he's bumping like crazy. He's taking all sorts yeah. of bumps, but it, he's just can't go at the same pace, at the same speed that he was right. going. That's why I was saying he he's trying hard. I think it's like the most I've ever seen him bump for anybody. Mm-hmm. And he's he's selling a lot, but he's also leaning on the ropes a lot and, and taking lots of oh, breathers yeah. and just, uh, you know, just can't go at the same speed. Um, no, he couldn't. You're right. And I made that note too, just cause you know, it's sad to see, but, um, it is, but yeah, he still does. He still bumps a lot for gift taker a lot, you know, of offense here. And, 
Uh, and so they just kind of go back and forth for a few minutes, and then Undertaker hits a Stone Cold Stunner on the apron, man. Yeah. And uh, my fa- and I just wrote this, and Vince says it's all the time, and it's kind of a joke. He's just the what a maneuver. What a maneuver by the Undertaker. What, which one of these guys were the play-by-play? Gorilla and Vince. <laughs> neither one of them called, like, real moves. No. I mean, they say, like, diving clothesline, but, like, I don't know. There's, there's no, like, you know play-by-play guy to give you like the you know there's no Jim Ross to give you the what's going on or you know it's just I love just what a maneuver and it's just that's his classic you know it's like Tony Schiavone front arm dragon twist that's all he ever said right <laughs> if he didn't know what it was or it's just a scoop slam or something but anyway I just love the Vince is always just his go-to is what a maneuver yep so neither one of their strong suits is uh, no, no. calling the actual moves that's okay yeah. yeah, but then did you notice that after that Stone Cold Stunner it gets hit? Did you notice the next move Yokozuna does? It's a little rock bottom. Yeah, he does. Big one. Look at that dude! He has Stone Cold Stunner and rock bottom back to back. How about that? I, just, I thought that was pretty neat, man. Yeah. But yeah, he hits a rock bottom. Then a big old leg drop, man. Big old leg drop. Yep. Starts uh, rolling, take her to the casket, and uh, stops as the lid. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. He and starts. It stops as the lid closes and they're both inside the casket now they're fighting and uh they're just kind of slugging away at each other in the casket and mr fuji comes up and pulls undertaker's hair like a little girl (laughs) i thought it was a perfect heel move like what a pansy you know just tugs at his hair from behind so and then jim Cornette gets knocked out oh yeah yeah it takes a big bump um undertaker makes his comeback basically slams yokozuna down Hits a big top rope clothesline. Reminded me of Kane, uh, one he does a lot. I think Vince, oh, yeah. <laughs> Vince or Gorilla, one of them says, like, That's, I've never seen anything like that before. Like a top yeah. rope clothesline. It's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Find that hard to believe. Meanwhile, what's Chuck Norris doing this whole time? Just hanging out. Just standing there. Enjoying the match. Just, just standing there. Front but row I, seat. Right, right before Tru- He's troubleshooting. Oh, yeah, troubleshooting, my bad. Yeah. Right before that diving clothesline, uh, Gorilla said, Just lay down on the center of the ring like a big beach whale. I was like, that's a little heinous. That's a little heinous, man. Uh, But yeah, then that top rope clothesline, and he starts rolling Yokozuna to the casket, and all of a sudden, good heavens, King Kong Bundy comes down the aisle. King Kong Bundy. Which is like future Big Show. (laughs) When Big Show comes back, when he always has no hair and no baby face, or no shape, or no beard. We're trying to say it's like Bundy, anyway. It's also a, Chuck, a future Undertaker opponent, a little foreshadowing. Yeah. Here. Unfortunately, we'll get to that soon, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, very unfortunately. <laughs> so, but Chuck Norris, man, gives him the death stare, just stares him down, and then Bam Bam Bigelow Bam Bam comes joins out. him. Uh, two, right. two members of the Million Dollar Corporation, uh, yeah. so keeping that thread open with Undertaker versus DiBiase's corporation. Um, and I guess they're going to put over Chuck Norris here because neither one of them will attack him. Right. It's they're, Bam Bam Bigelow and King Kong Bundy. Like, afraid of Chuck they're Norris. Huge. They're both WrestleMania main eventers too, aren't they? Yeah. They're yeah, like, and they won't attack Chuck Norris. 800 so. pounds combined together. <laughs> yeah. Is the crowd yeah. chanting, Go Chuck Go? Is I that, think they are. That is ask awesome. Yeah. Go Chuck Go. Is that like his theme song in the car? I can't remember, but. Go, I don't know. Chuck, go. I love it's it. So yeah. Uh. So good. But then, oh, in the meantime, IRS, a dirty, rotten tax collector, sneaks in from behind and starts attacking Undertaker in the ring, puts a sleeper on him, 
almost puts him to sleep, man. He's a, he's a good sleeper. He's got on Undertaker. Erwin R. Scheister. Oh, my yeah. God. I mean, that's – we're going to – this is the transition of the feud. This is who Undertaker right. is going to face at Royal Rumble 1995, the infamous uh, death and taxes storyline or <laughs> feud. And apparently they actually – like I said, I went, I went through a couple Raws – they actually started building this feud up before Survivor Series. IRS was already cutting some promos in a cemetery, like repossessing a casket sort of thing. So they were already building that feud up, which I didn't realize. I thought this was the beginning of it, but apparently they had already doing it. And we'll talk about it more next week, but IRS has got to be my least favorite WWF wrestler creation of all time. And it just... Whoa. Oh yeah, I have I have a lot of hot takes on IRS. That's a bold statement. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna back it up too. Oh, it just wait. infuriates me when I see him on screen. Uh, just, ugh, I hate IRS. I hate uh, that match. I hate that he comes out. I, I, guys, yeah. so stupid. <laughs> he takes down the Undertaker. I know it's kind of lame. Oh, he's so lame. But, Luckily, you work backstage now. This is why you don't pay your taxes still to this day, right? Right. That's exactly right. I refuse. I refuse. Yeah. Um, he, he throws Taker in the casket. And, uh, but he doesn't shut the lid. I know. What an idiot. But the <laughs> he ref walks away. Chuck, the referees come down and Chuck Norris, and they face off with the big guys in the aisleway. But yeah, he goes, uh, closes the lid, and Undertaker grabs uh, his throat. I guess is that... um. Grabs IRS's throw or is it Yokozuna's throw? Yokozuna, Yokozuna tries to yeah. shut the lid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yokozuna's throw. And then Double J, again, <laughs> talking about a fish out of water here. Like, what? What? Why? Like, yeah, Double J's down. Uh, and he gets a thrust kick, they call it, by from Chuck Norris in yeah. cowboy boots. I remember watching Walker, Texas Ranger and being like, he's killing these guys in cowboy boots. Like, mm-hmm. there's no way these guys would get up. Well, Double J... <laughs> got the kryptonite for those cowboy boots because he gets kicked in the face rolls backwards gets up immediately and runs up the aisle <laughs> it's like he doesn't sell it at all no. like it was so lame he but must have crowd, hated it man he must have not wanted to be out uh, there yeah well, i mean he walks out in WWE like three times anyway so yeah yeah but the crowd blows up man they love that spot yeah so they love it. they're on their feet they're literally on their feet at this point you know so but then back to the match at hand, all the shenanigans are going on outside, and this is back to the ring, and there's another diving clothesline, and then a running DDT, which is what ended, which is what almost won the match at the uh, Royal Rumble. But then he gets him a big boot, and that's the finish. That's it. <laughs> he gets him a big boot, and Yokozuna falls in the casket, and then, but not, he doesn't just, he doesn't just close the casket. Oh, no. Oh, no. He takes it one step further, and he, <laughs> he goes international here and he grabs a japanese flag and he breaks it over his knee to a rousing rousing pop and throws it in the casket and then slams the lid shut so um, a little much yeah a little too far yeah breaks the japanese flag like, what you would not um, see that anymore uh these days in wwe i don't think definitely not no, a japanese for, flag maybe a no. maybe a bulgarian flag or something. chris jericho got fined for Doing that to the, like, whatever that flag was a couple years ago. Yeah. yeah. But. No. But yeah, it was a little while. I was like, whoa. But I guess that harkens back to their match a year ago with um, 
you know, they're on the you know, the All Americans versus the mm-hmm. whatever the Un Americans or whatever they were. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, foreign fanatics. So anyway, he wins. The refs the refs, poor refs, they gotta push this double wide, double deep, double thick casket up the ramp and they are struggling. <laughs> it's, there's only two of them. Yeah. They're trying to push this poor thing up the ramp. Yeah. Double wide, double dip, du- double wide, <laughs> double deep, double, double thick, double stuffed, <laughs> double mint. You know, yeah. they're pushing it back, and, and Jim Cornette and Mr. Fuji are just like waving their hands, complaining. Yeah. Well, why didn't Fuji and Cornette just open the lid? Yeah, <laughs> like no, get Youngson yeah. out of yeah. it. There's no rule that you you have to leave him in there. You know, you, you yeah, can, he's not dead. He didn't you, die. You can open it back up. <laughs> As soon as the match is over, <laughs> check on the poor guy. But no, uh, but nope. And uh, I was a little sad. There's no Santa this year. No Santa to celebrate yeah. with the Undertaker. Yeah. No Santa. Also, no Lex Luger though in this match, so that was fine. Yeah, I get. You know, they said it doesn't get any better than Lex Luger and Santa, so that's why you didn't bring him back this year. <laughs> they said last year it doesn't get any better than that. So, but yeah, they he does the you know, Undertaker does the pose in the ring and. Uh, Paul Bear's waving the old Acapro urn around and lighting or light shooting out of it. And um, it's just, yeah, it's good. And again, we end on a high note. Undertaker's in the main event again. He's not the champion. He's still an attraction. So you know Vince loves him. We love him. The fans love him. Uh, and thank you, Chuck Norris. I wrote. That's, that's all you guys that's, say. That's my words. And that's also from Dodgeball. <laughs> so the movie Dodgeball. Thank you, Chuck Norris. So. You think they watch this match? Like we gotta put him in dodgeball. It could be Ben Stiller's. I think he's a WWE fan. Oh, sure he is. Yeah, sure he is. But um, anyway, yeah, this is you know it's a close to this chapter of Yokozuna, but it's it's leading into um this whole forgettable feud, in my opinion, with the million dollar man and his million dollar corporation. Right. It's gonna take over most of 1995, isn't it? Right. Yeah, and like you said, you know they. It, it's it's an extension of what happened at SummerSlam, but they sure. don't mention that at all. No, I mean, they're it, you know, really they're they're getting revenge. The corporation is getting revenge for what Undertaker did to DiBiase's yeah. Undertaker. You could play it like that, but they don't mention that at all. So yeah. it's kind of a missed opportunity. And um, in kayfabe, you would think that's what the storyline is, but they don't mention right. it. So I guess not. But um, this. Would, would you recommend watching this match? How, how would you rate it with uh, the last couple matches that we've seen uh, in 1994? It's 15, over 15 minutes long. It's 15 minutes, 24 seconds, man. I didn't. It felt that long, too, honestly. Um, I mean, as far as seeing The Undertaker back and he's actually in a match that means something, whereas the Undertaker match didn't mean anything, I'd recommend it. You know, when it kind of puts the puts closes the casket or puts the nail in the coffin of that, you know, that few Undertaker. So I'd recommend that. But um you know, if you don't if you do need to miss it, it's okay. You're not missing too much. If you want to see Undertaker, you know, uh do a hate crime, break a break a Japanese flag over his knee. Yeah. Which is something he probably could have done in like two thousand thousand one when he was the American, you know, uh, kid rock guy. So yeah. Could could have done that then. But um yeah. But I I wouldn't really, you know, say it's a one you have to watch so there are definitely many better ones it was okay um yeah definitely way better than SummerSlam. not as good as royal rumble i don't think even you know even on the comedy scale it's not it's not as good as as royal rumble 
it's uh, I do think Undertaker and Yokozuna have great chemistry together. Sure. Yeah. Yokozuna definitely slowed down a bit, but they they still have they they know they worked with each other a lot, and they well. they could do this match in their sleep, so it's fun. Yeah. Cornette, Fuji, Paul Bearer, Chuck Norris, all are fun. Uh, it's a it's it's definitely in the 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 whole Survivor Series '94 is a little cheesy all the way through but yeah it's i think it's a good show in my opinion Uh, again it's it's right in my wheelhouse of nostalgia so i've got a special place for it the bret hart bob Backlund whole angle storyline i love that takes place earlier in the night so i got a special place in my heart for this show like i said for a lot of these early shows so Backlund's 45 when he won the title that night crazy yeah five years old and he lost it what three days later to diesel that's right (laughs) yeah Your boy, my boy. Diesel. We'll get to him Coming soon up. too. Yep. Yeah, well, but um, yeah, it is funny. Like you said, they have great chemistry, Yokozuna and Undertaker. And some of these big guys, they don't have that. You know, it's just like Gonzalez and right. Undertaker. But you know, you see guys today like Roman Reigns and and Braun Strowman. I could watch those guys wrestle, and I think Big Show and Braun Strowman. You know, it's just some yeah. big guys sometimes have they it click. together, some mm-hmm. don't, and uh, when they do, it, it's kind of like magic because it's cool to see them. You know. Actually, even though Undertaker's style is kind of slow and methodical and plotting at this point in his career, it's still the matches are still entertaining, especially when he has a good guy that can bump, like even a fat guy like Yoko that can bump around. So, yeah. And we'll we'll get to some more Undertaker matches in 1995, and I think we said originally the the two Kamala, two Giant Gonzalez matches were going to be our hardest stretch, but man, Mm -hmm. just looking down the barrel of '95. It's, yeah. it's going to be tough, man. Not a lot of hope uh, coming. Uh, not a lot of hope spots. Not a lot of hope spots in 1995, but it should give us some interesting stuff to talk about, and we hope that you'll join along with us in the journey. I think it's fun if you guys out there listening, if you if you watch the matches ahead of time and, and you come up with your own opinions on it because we would love to hear about it. You can connect with us on all the various social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, at Talking Taker. Uh, at Alex Dorio, you can connect with me as well on there, uh, and I know Travis is, is checking the Facebook and, and the Twitters as well, so you can connect with him over there. Uh, we'd love to see you uh, like us and follow us on all those platforms: iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube as well. You can like us, follow us, subscribe, leave a rating, leave a comment, leave some feedback, and let us know if you were. In the yeah. Paul Bearer lookalike contest at yeah. Survivor Series 1994, please oh, send man. us a picture. Someone, yeah, if any of you were actually part of that, I would love to see a video footage of that. Any Undertaker, uh, any Undertaker-related Halloween costumes from this year? Oh, send us yeah, your pictures yeah. of those. We'll retweet you and share those on all the all the social media as well. We'd love to love to see all that. Absolutely, no doubt so, about it. And again, if you were there in the Alamo for this match, please let us know. Other than that, take her easy. In the eyes of a ranger, the unsuspecting stranger had better know the truth of wrong from right. Cause the eyes of the ranger are upon you. He brought me to his own sea.